This is Van Electric Ghost, and this episode is Peg Talk Social Distortion, Anime You Don't Rule Me. So I was a sociology major when I went to Bowdoin College back in the day, back in the early, well, the late 80s, graduated around 1990. <clears throat> I studied Weber, and I studied a lot of concepts like anime. And for those of you who don't know the social the sociology uh, terminology from Merriam-Webster, Anime is social instability resulting from a breakdown of standards and values, personal unrest, alienation, and anxiety that comes from a lack of purpose or ideals. <clears throat> As I said in this episode, to me, this is a reflection of the Trump age, uh, this, this sociological term. So last night, what we like to do is a lot of times we'll do a Facebook Live performance with our hardware uh, workflow, and we, right from our Studio A, and on our Studio A, we've got all these hardware, analog, and digital sense. Our latest acquisition is the Moog Grandmother. And what we did last night is we did what we would normally do for a live show, but sometimes we do like a pre-live show and we work something out. So we were working out some very heavy modulation with our grandmother. Up to this point on our grandmother, uh, we hadn't really done a lot of lead lines or lead-focused um, songs. We did do a song yesterday called Soul to, to F Hard. <laughs> and that that featured um, a three oscillator Moog bass line and the heavy use of the spring reverb and some heavy modulation um, that we used for, for that with the LFOs as well. Um, what we did last night is we, we went and broke down and we figured out how to use um, the high-pass filter and the low-pass filter at the same time. <clears throat> we used, um, in addition, the LFO very heavily, and we used the attenuators or attenuverters uh, very heavily in the mix, along with the spring reverb to do a very complicated um, hardwired CV patching, kind of our own... Uh, we're reading about the high-pass filter, we're reading about the attenuverters, we're reading about you know, using the CP3 mixer and kind of overloading the system and the uses of the spring reverb and how you can go directly into the VCA and override some things. So we were playing with some heavy, heavy Moog stuff there. And we got some really interesting modulation going on. And so we decided to do a live-focused show where our drum machine is um, the JDXI, rolling drum machines uh, running through a BeatStep Pro, which is a technique we've been using since 2016. We also used the Roland Juno GI uh, to do a heavy guitar that we like to play manually. Um, so we initially, we created this, this strange modulation patch and we had it running uh, through the sequencer. And um, then we also did some overrides uh, where we manually played some things uh, in terms of like we used our arpeggiator to manually play the intro. And then we switched to the sequencer to go through this strange modulation thing that is very interesting. It's put it on random and it does a lot of strange uh, ups and downs and real heavy, heavy heaviness and, you know, very sharp um, metallic sounds. And the spring reverb really adds to that. And we use that kind of dissonance to represent the idea of anime. 
which again is the social instability resulting from the breakdown of standards and values. And then we kind of took the idea of this sonic and enemy. And Josephine is kind of raging about, you know, there's ideas in your head. You go to some rally and you, you speak it out in a rally and, you know, it's a hate speech or it's like very um, offensive or it's, or it's actually maybe political speech and it's offensive to the other people. So there's different types of uh, um, people who get offended by different things. Like people might say when they, they want freedom for, for people, sexuality, and that offends people who are, you know, sexual, like, uh, prudes, and they don't want to hear that. So, and then they, they might be people like, well, I don't want to have any immigrants coming in the country because I'm xenophobic. And if you try to say that you want to allow a sanctuary city, then they find that offensive. So, <clears throat> you know, what's somebody's offense is another person's badge of honor. And so in this idea, in this modern Trump age, you know, there's a breakdown in standards and values. And there's a lot of personal unrest and alienation that's causing people to have resentment. And Josephine is talking about the enemy and says she's not going to let it rule her. She's going to take that rage and power and passion and kind of implement it. And she's saying, you know, she's going to get the poor folks to go up against the rich folks, which at the end of the day, a lot of times when you study sociology, you'll find that there's a lot of uses of uh, social dynamics to kind of disrupt the rabble rousers or the peasants, you know, or the people who are in the lower economic areas and get them to be, you know, fighting themselves rather than realizing that it's the rich folks that are actually controlling everything. <clears throat> so they'd rather have an immigrant attack another immigrant or minority attack another minority than to actually look at the rich man and say, well, he's the one that's actually setting this up and he's the one that's causing the trouble. And, you know, you don't get a French revolution every day. But, but the issue is, you know, a lot of times the people at the upper strata are actually manipulating the chessboard and we're the pawns, and, you know, and we're not actually realizing that the kings and queens are running everything. And so that is, uh, you know, what Josephine is talking about in this song and with a big workout, it's a 14 minute song that normally would be like a live show. And we actually recorded what would have been a live show. And we really were able to work out a lot of interesting things with the grandmother. They had this a lot of sonic power in the arpeggiator that you can live override, allowed us to do a lot of interesting runs. And, um, you know, at the end, we did some really, at the end, the very end of the song, we did some really interesting kind of um, pitch bending along with the reverb that you get to hear a lot of aspects of this machine. Uh, it, it's just constantly evolving what you can do. We've, we're in the process of integrating it with our DFAM and our uh, Mother 32 and our Make Noise Maths module and our Make Noise Morphogene. We want to see what happens when we take a Morphogene sample and run it through the, the reverb, the spring reverb, and run it through the the, um, the filter, the CP3 mixer, because that would probably really change a sample. So there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with this machine. And we're happy that our unboxing hit over 2,000, um, an impact on our, our Facebook. We did our Facebook um, presentation of our unboxing video. It's got a really good um, reception. It's reached over 2,000 people, over 700 views. And um, some of our latest songs that we've done on the Moog are hitting a pretty good response. One of the latest songs that we did called Anime, You Don't Rule Me, which is this song. 
on our Facebook reached 692 people. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then, um, as I said, our, our, our unboxing video has had really good reception, and we've hit pretty good numbers on that as well. So our unboxing video has 885 views, and over 2,659 people have been reached. And then uh, some of the other songs we've written uh, with with the new grandmother are, are doing very well in terms of their their impact and their, their influence on the on the net. We're we're starting to get some good numbers on our Facebook um, with our latest material, which is really cool because it shows the power of this this mug. It has a lot of power, and uh, a lot of people are interested in hearing it um, because it just. It cuts through the mix. There's another reason why people were like, this is the new analog age when Moog kind of came back to life and started to go beyond the Voyager and the Mini Moog uh, and create these new uh, machines. Like one of the other songs we did, uh, which is a really interesting song, is, um, you know, Bondage Fetish Groups. And that's hit over 98 people on Facebook. And for us, that's pretty good. Um, but you know, the big numbers are, you know, reaching over 2000 with the, with the, the actual unboxing video. And then some of the other, the, the latest song, which is enemy. You don't rule me is over almost 700, uh, views, which is, is pretty interesting. Um, and, and we use digital sense. If you look at our JDXI and our Juno and our system one M they're digital. We have a teenager engineering OPZ. However, the Moogs really cut through the mix. Since we got the grandmother, and since we've had the DFAM, and we've had um, the other, uh, the Mother 32 in Arturia, we've been able to do some very interesting things. And, and, and like I said, part of the reason I guess Analog Sense got kind of supplanted by the DX7 was they're so heavy in the mix, some people didn't know how to deal with them. And in terms of like recording engineers, they felt it was like too heavy and they liked the, the, the kind of more subtle nature of the DX7 and the D50. <clears throat> and so then the analogs then started to disappear in the mixes of things. You started hearing nothing but DX7s and D50s and the Kronoses later and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of disappointing because the sound that you get in the 80s and the sound of the 70s are the, you know, the, the big modular modes, the, the system ones and twos and threes and 33s and 55s. The Roland System um, 500 and Roland System 100 and SH5s, SH3s, SH7s, um, Private Fives, Oberheims. These are sounds that really make the song. They're just like a Fender or a Stratocaster or, or any kind of great <clears throat> guitar, like a Rickenbacker or something like from the Birds. Immediately, you know it's the Birds or Tom Petty. Um, and same thing when you hear, hear a Prophet 5 or you hear a Mini Moog or you hear like a Poly Moog on the, on the, on the song Cars, you immediately can identify that. What are we like there? Or the, or the Lucky Man solo from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Um, you immediately can key on that and you know what, it, what kind of synth that is. And today with all these plugins, you probably don't know what it is. Uh, so I think having something like a, a grandmother, you can tell in this song, it's nothing that you've heard with somebody's plug-in or Fruity Loops or some other thing. It is an, an, uh, an authentic analog, you know, real instrument. And that might offend people who have their 
their Mac. But the thing I would argue for some point with the Mac is that you probably spent like $2,000 on your Mac. You could have bought a cent. And if you're a musician, you know, having one good cent and a recording solution uh, can do a lot of damage and gives you some authentic sounds that you really can't get from the DAW. And you hear a lot today in a lot of electronic music, you hear the same thing over and over. You just like, and even some hip hop, you hear the same thing over and over because they're using the same loops, they're using the same beats. I was just approached by a beat collective because I have a unique approach where I create my own tones with these analog machines or my own beats uh, through hardware sense rather than DOS. And that's a limitation in some ways because I don't have all the MIDI information that somebody might need. But then again, if somebody wants to work with me, they're going to get the real tone and they're going to get a stem that's actually coming off of R24 Zoom, which is actually, you know, a wave stem without a lot of, with no MIDI information to actually the track. And they're going to have to take that and put that into their DAW and manipulate it that way. And that's kind of old school and it maybe doesn't allow them to go take the triggers and turn it into something else. But if I've got an idea in mind and I've got the DFAM, I want you to use that DFAM. Or I want you to use my Arturia. Or I want you to use my OPZ. And that's the tone I'm going for. <clears throat> and then you kind of control the use of your material because you don't let somebody just take your pattern and put it into another tool. Now, some people are that way. I just want to give them the pattern. And that's fine. But to me, I'm an artist and I want them to have the whole experience. That's my choice. That's the way I work. So if somebody works with me, they're going to get my, 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 the flavor that I'm trying to create. Because I'm the cook and I don't want you taking my ingredients out and substituting them. If you want the recipe, you're going to use the full the full treatment. So I hope everybody checks out um, what we're doing here. And check out our YouTube video link we're going to put on this. And we'll talk to you later.
Oh, 